are. Yeah. Um, I'm going to edit that out so I don't sound like a <laughs> fucking idiot. No, it's okay. <laughs> It's not like I come home and like dip my body in like chicken wing grease. Like that's just not, <laughs> that's not my life. Like that's literally I don't not. come home and fill my bathtub with mayo. Like it's not, yeah. I don't, you don't? <laughs> I don't get it. Wait, no, do you? Should you I get start? the fat person memo that you come home every night and fill your bathtub? I thought that's with how mayo. we all got fat. Was related yeah. God. Can we please normalize women talking about masturbation? No, literally. Hello? Listen, bitch. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Listen, Bitch. I'm here with Anna Olson and April Carroll, and we're so fucking excited to be here. Today, we're going to be talking about fat girl love because we're all plus size, chubby women. You know, there's a million different words that people use now for, you know, plus size, chubby, curvy, fat, etc. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm really excited because I love these two. And... But why don't we start off, April, Anna, go ahead, introduce yourselves. April, if you want to go first. Hi, I'm April. Um, I'm at Lexi at college, and who am I? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fat bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am a recently graduated student who lives out in LA with Lexi, um, and I write movies and I like being cool and the the defining factors for me is that I I like film I'm fat I'm black and yes I'm a bitch so that was gonna be my <laughs> intro <laughs> I love that love it Anna go ahead and introduce yourself um yeah this is my third time on the pod I'm hype I didn't even realize it was your third time on the pod <laughs> it is because <laughs> that was that. the one yeah, it was the one with Meg, and then we did one with, with my Lucky. boys. Yeah. But, yeah, I met Lexi in high school through our mutual um, marching band pals. The cool the cool place to be, the music wing. Who am I? I don't know. A bisexual, purple-haired, fat woman. <laughs> Just yes. living. I'm living. Yep. I love it. And I love you, too, and I'm so excited you're on the pod today. <laughs> okay, so we're going to jump right into it. Fat Bitch Love. For those that don't really know what it is, it's kind of made up, but it's basically <laughs> just, I think of it as, like, the self-acceptance and community of fat bitches learning to love themselves and what that means because it's it's never the same thing. It's always changing. When was the first time that you guys kind of realized, my body's different? Like, my body different. Like, I know yeah. personally, it was, I remember I was watching, an, I was little, and I was watching an infomercial, and they were like, are you sick of your roles? And they were like, get this exercise. I remember it was like a treadmill, or like one of those like, oh my God. elliptical things. And I was like, yeah, my, I was like, my body kind of looks like that. And I was probably like, I don't know, six or seven. And I went to my dad, and I was like, am I fat? I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is this bad? I was like, is my body like bad? And he, my dad was like, you have a tummy. He's like, so do I. Like the fucking king he is. I love we love But that's the first time I was like, oh, like maybe my body's like bad because people are like making infomercials about how people don't want to look like that. I have a very vivid memory of realizing that my body was bad. When I was young, I lived in California. And also, I guess I have to just preference this that my mom is one of the most body positive women that I know. But like growing up, you know, we lived in California, which is... This was during like the early 2000s and it was everywhere that you would go, you know, you'd see plastered everywhere would just be like these skinny 
models and everything would be like diet and they're wearing low-rise jeans right and yeah it was very (laughs) 2000s and so I have this vivid memory of being like I don't know six seven eight years old and my mom actually took me to this like it wasn't like a fat camp but it was like a health nutrition camp for mothers and daughters and I I know it's like no she didn't like it's so silly talking about like just imagining and I just have this very vivid memory of like going to this camp and they would like teach us how to eat right and they would like run us through like different kind of like drills and like programs but again it wasn't like a summer camp it was like we'd go there Tuesdays and Thursday evenings and it'd be like kind of chunky little girls with their like kind of bigger moms and like it was just and then I, I asked my mom I was like you know why are we doing this and my mom basically was just like you know, we just want to be healthy and we want to make sure that we're like super healthy and like that we're making, you know, we're making sure that our bodies are okay. And then I actually talked to my mom about that. Like when I grew up, grew up and I was like this, I have such a vivid memory of this and like this is stuck with me. And she was like, you know, I'm so, so sorry that this was your first memory of, of thinking about your body in such a different way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, but she, she said the exact same thing where she was like, I just felt so pressured being in that environment and also being in that setting and, like, all of your doctors were like, you know, make sure that she's losing weight and meeting the specific, like, weight yeah. line. And I feel like that kind of goes into, I'm sure we're going to talk more about it, like, I'm sure as kids you guys had doctors that were telling you that, like, you guys weren't meeting the, the minimum weight or the maximum That you're, like, eight, eight years and old eight and years they're, old. like, don't yeah. want to diet. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I literally can't cook. I have no control over what exactly. I eat. Yeah, and it was just like my mom internalized all of it and she was like I need to fix this so that she can you know be okay and so yeah that was definitely my first memory oh my goodness I'm shook by that don't be I love my mom I think the first time that I was like I might be a little chunker we have a we we have we fit oh my god yes (laughs) yes I think we got it when I was in, like, eighth grade. I don't know. It was maybe, like, sixth. I don't fucking know. But I remember you had, like, this board that you had to stand on to, like, do we fit stuff you had to put in your height and your weight and your age and i'm i know that bmis are bullshit but like it told me that my bmi was like 40 you are morbidly obese, <laughs> yeah. obese. Yeah. And, and it, the, the little me person would like literally yes. blow up it and was blow like, up. Around. they would like walk around like, that was like the first cyberbullying like yeah. before, yeah. before social media. Really that was like was. the OG cyberbullying was we fit. Nintendo was cyberbullying me before cyberbullying was a thing. Yes. Literally. And I remember like friends would come over to play Wii Sports yeah. and I'd be like, I don't want to show them my Wii. I don't want to. <laughs> <It's just> like... <laughs> yeah, because oh you would have to God. stand on it and it would be um, like yeah. and it would just blow up. I would literally put that I was like six seven because I wanted yeah. it to be like six. Yeah. I'm seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah. That was so oh my God. Yeah. That was so good. It was not good. But then otherwise, I mean, I think like, because I didn't, I didn't gain a ton of weight until I was in college. I went into college in a committed relationship. And then, you know, she left me for my best friend. And then my dad died all in the span of like a few months. Um, and so. <laughs> that was a tough time. That was a tough yeah. and time. And I mean like tough. And I like, I always tough. had a complicated. Tough. Tough. <laughs> tough. I always had a complicated relationship with food. Initially, I was like hardly eating at all after that. But then I was like, I'm going to eat my feelings instead. It's way more fun. And yeah, it is. And then I started like noticing that I had to buy bigger sizes and I didn't fit into my old clothes. And then one day I like weighed myself and I was like, "Mm, (laughs) shit. (laughs) 
Speaking of BMIs, I remember remember in like gym class when you ha would have yes. to do your BMI. And I remember, oh this is like senior year, I want to say. And so I've already, you know what I mean? You figure out your BMI like every year of school and you do all yeah. that stupid shit. And I remember one of the girls we went to high school with was like making, uh. was like looking at other people's papers and like laughing about their BMI. Oh my God. Because she's an insecure bitch. And our gym teacher, Mr. Martin, he was like, I just want to say like BMIs are kind of bullshit. And he was like, and it's not okay to make fun of anyone's. And he was like, your BMI like doesn't really matter at the end of the day. He was like, because it T. could be a multitude of different things. Uh, he was like, it doesn't accurately portray like your weight to height ratio or whatever. And I yep. literally was like, yes, Mr. Martin, call out this motherfucking bitch. Yes. Like she literally <laughs> bullied the entire school. And yep. I'll never forget that. And that was the last time I ever weighed myself. That was the last time I ever like looked at my BMI, like anything. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm not doing this. Everyone knows like the first times that they were like, yeah, my body is different and not even just like different. Oh, it's that's bad according to the yeah. world like yeah. i'm fucking ugly which is so crazy because i feel like then i because i look at my mom and like my mom's bigger too and i'm like she's like the most beautiful woman on the planet and i feel like too a lot of it's just like internalized i mean i love my mom too but like you were saying april because my mom was going to doctor's appointments where the doctors would be like you have to put your kid on a diet and then my mom yeah. like has been shamed for being plus size like her entire life they don't want us to like have to deal with all the shit that they had to deal with yeah and so then they're just like, instead of accepting yourself, we should just try and change this and then it'll be like all good. No! And my mom's so not like that now, but just like growing up, like they don't know what else to do. Right. Exactly. They know right. we're gonna get the shit bullied out of us, but the thing is you're gonna get bullied yeah. regardless, so. So I wanna talk about, because fat bitch love I think is just this idea that you like stop hating yourself, that one day you wake up and you're like, I don't wanna look in the mirror every day and think like, oh my God, I'm so ugly, or think like, oh, I need to change this, this, and this, and this. It's so exhausting to wake up every day and like see the things that you, are supposed to change about yourself so you know i feel like personally i just woke up one day and i was like i like really don't want to hate myself anymore and so i tried to stop and i just started just this journey of self-love where i'm trying to look in the mirror and love every part of my body just because i'm so tired of picking myself apart and i'm so sad when i see other girls pick themselves apart because the thing is it doesn't matter what size you are like you are picking yourself apart you could be a double zero or like a 32 and you yep. are picking yourself apart and so i just decided like why why am i doing that yeah it literally doesn't matter like i know who i am and i know what i'm doing and i feel like too even that that helped with like my lifestyle like i felt like i wasn't working out to lose all this weight i was working out to make myself feel good i was working out to challenge myself yeah. to move my body as a celebration that my body can do those things and i felt like yeah. i was like eating based on what was going to make me happy instead of like striving myself and only eating lettuce every day because like that doesn't make yeah. me feel good because food should be indulgent it should it can be like passionate it can be indulgent it can be so wonderful and it can be such a great experience like cooking and baking etc like going out to eat experiencing new foods and traditions and i just felt like mm -hmm. i was depriving myself of all of that because i was so fixated on like i need to look like this and then once i put that all aside and was like okay you no know, i don't want to feel like this anymore it completely changed like my perspective on so many different areas like i was worried more about like wellness than i was about being skinny or yeah. you know eating certain things and not eating other things so what when did you guys kind of decide or what helped you decide like okay i, I need to get my shit together because this like self-deprecating like i'm ugly because i'm fat it's just like not gonna do it for me anymore anna you want to go ahead <laughs> i still kind of do hate myself a little bit which is like not fun but you and i always talk about like the ebb and flow of like being a fat bitch and like how some days you feel like you're on top of the world and like other days you can't get out of bed that last part probably has something to do with my crippling depression but yeah, um, a lot of it has to do with my same. mental health and like not a yeah. lot of yeah. my body but but yeah. it, does, it doesn't help. It does not help. Like, uh -uh. it doesn't. No, no. And I mean, like, I've always been bigger, but now, like, I have stretch marks. I have a belly. Like, I have all that, yeah. all that fun stuff. Dressing 
in things that like complement my figure, getting tattoos, changing my hair, like doing things that I still have full control over, that helps a ton. That's so true. I didn't even think about like the hair because it's like, yeah, you do have to. So I got two over new it. tattoos today. <laughs> Ooh. And for $80. <laughs> for $80. Isn't that crazy? That's really There's good. A, for those at home, that is Anna's second BTS tattoo. I think it's my third. It's okay. Maybe. Lexi, how many Derek Jeter tattoos do you have? Just one. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I thought you had at least two. I would get a second. That's amazing. <laughs> do you have any Jonas uh, I would get a second. I can't remember. No, but I want to get um, Happiness Begins right here. <laughs> yes. April, what about you? When were you kind of like, okay, I need to like stop fucking hating myself? Yeah, I mean, same as Anna. I definitely, it is like ebb and flows. Like, I feel like I am the most confident that I've been now Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to my body but at the same time I also like you guys said have crippling depression and definitely get in those feelings a lot of times Mm -hmm. about my body and then at least for me I think that I've got a lot of internalized stuff connected with the fact that I've never been in a relationship and so I'm I'm still trying to like a big thing that I'm trying to break down is how I feel about myself being affected how other people view me and think about me and like think of me as attractive in that ways and like that's a big thing that ebbs and flows is like me feeling like I'm hot shit um but then not getting the response that I want from other people yeah most recently I got very very high I went through all of my Instagram photos and then I left myself a voice message and the voice message is me basically saying April you need to stop hating on your Instagram photos you look beautiful in all of them and I was like ah that's so nice that's so cute (laughs) just that like in that moment I was like so at peace with my body and so at peace with myself and like it it was such a like relieving like thing and I remember being in that moment and being like wow I don't know why I ever see myself in a negative way because Mm -hmm. I feel like I look beautiful and like all this other stuff so yeah I mean it's definitely been an ongoing cycle and it's definitely like an everyday thing I feel like maybe this all began especially when I got into college I think I feel like radical self-love is something you learn in college because oh absolutely yeah you just do realize like what's important and what's not and you're given that space to explore and you just see so many different people and different body types you're just exposed to so many different things that you realize like oh there is no one body type there is no one way to live your life you don't really learn that kind of shit in public school and you're learning you're like calculating your bmi in gym class Uh versus i mean ithaca's like truly the most liberal place on the planet low-key but my health class the first class she literally was like we're gonna define the difference between health wellness and spirituality i never felt bad about myself in that class and i remember Mm. i was really scared to take that class for my like bullshit gen eds yeah. and the, the fucking icc is such fucking bullshit but and i remember being so scared because i was like i cannot take another health class where like i'm just shamed for what i look right. like or what i'm doing and it was just so radical and i felt like i was learning all of this stuff about what it means to be healthy mm-hmm. and i was like oh see we should have fucking yeah we should have learned this in high school i was gonna say yeah that's so nice because i mean you know i went to high school in ithaca though our health classes were definitely more progressive than a lot in our district or outside of our district um we weren't taught to like love ourselves in any way and we weren't taught to like love our bodies Mm -hmm. or anything along those lines and i'm i know that's just a basic like high school curriculum is that doesn't include it but i i think it'd be so interesting especially at those pivotal moments like in middle school Mm -hmm. like when you're just becoming into yourself where you get a class that's telling you it doesn't matter what you weigh and it doesn't matter what you look like that you're gonna be beautiful regardless and like you're Mm -hmm. gonna grow into yourself like i feel like that would just have been such so important especially 
especially for women at that time that are getting told that they have to look a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. And also just normalizing, like, not weighing yourself. Like, I have no fucking interest in yeah. how much I weigh. I <laughs> literally <laughs> could not give a single fuck about how much I weigh. Yes. Yep. And people put so much pressure on a number and on a scale. Yeah. And it's just like, I think that's different for everyone though. Like some people like in their journey, they, you know what I mean? They need to know. It should be like, if you want to know, you can. And if you don't want to know, you don't have to. But like the idea yeah. that like everyone has to know exactly how much they weigh at all times is like mm-hmm. disgusting to me. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. So I know we've talked about, you know, when we first kind of realized our, maybe our bodies aren't what the stereotypic Eurocentric beauty standard. And then, you know, when we kind of decided to fight against that and realize like we can't spend the rest of our lives hating ourselves but I want to talk about some things that go into that like media and different experiences and like April was saying like you know when your relationship with men or women so first I want to talk about media like I immediately think of TikTok just because I'm new to TikTok Mm -hmm. I I just downloaded it recently (laughs) I don't know if you guys do this when I'm on TikTok if I see a fat person or a person of color I immediately like whatever the video is and then I follow them (laughs) yeah it doesn't matter every single time I see a fat person on TikTok I'm like yes because I know that Mm -hmm. I've seen so many videos of TikTok like shadow banning people for showing their body like there's one woman who's like not even, I wouldn't even necessarily classify her as plus size. And she made this video and she was like, you know, your stomach jiggling is so normal. And she's like, we should normalize this. And TikTok like took down the video. And she was like, why when I show my stomach, does it get taken down? But then some, you know, skinny, like perfectly thin, 0% body fat person shows their stomach and it has a million likes and it's getting on everyone's for you page, but mine gets taken down. She's like, I didn't even say anything inappropriate. Yeah, exactly. It's literally just my stomach. And yeah. so every time I see a fat person on my For You page, I'm like, I know what it's hard to get there. I'm just so fucking hard. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to like the video. I'm going to go to your Instagram, see what you're posting. I'll probably follow you yeah. on Instagram. Like, just because yeah. I'm like, oh my God, because fat phobia is so internalized. We are literally shadow banning people on social media for yeah. spreading positivity yep. and self-love and self-acceptance yeah. and for showing their roles. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy to me. And so I always look at TikTok. And then also every time I see someone like promoting body dysmorphia, because this, I mean, we could talk about, we could do a whole episode on like TikTok bullshit and social media oh, bullshit absolutely. but yes. anytime I see someone promoting body dysmorphia I immediately block them and then I put on I like TikTok has that option where if you hold down the video you can like add it to your favorite save video or hit yeah. not interested and I always not interested. Not interested yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to see that shit on my page. So I'm, right. I want to know like what you guys' thoughts are with media. It could be TikTok, social media, movies, TV, etc. Yeah, I'm also super new to TikTok. Um, and I, I felt, I feel the exact same way. Whenever I see a fat person, whenever I see a bi POC, I am like immediately like and follow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because ultimately, I feel like yeah, they deserve the exact amount of attention if not more attention than Mm -hmm. other people um tiktok is a wild brand to me because i'll just be scrolling on my for you page and i don't know how i've gotten into this algorithm i think maybe it's straight tiktok i hate that i'm part of straight tiktok but like (laughs) me too honestly the thing is when you first download tiktok it's all straight tiktok i just just deleted my tiktok and made a new one because i didn't want to be following anyone and i the first i let i text my sister i was like i need you to send me videos to watch so right. that way I get more stuff more. on my free page because it was all yeah. like bullshit when it's, I first that's started. That's what I was going to say. It's like, yeah, on my feed right now, it's like it'll be, one will be a video from a prominent, like, 
fat woman who's talking about love yourself, love your roles, and yeah. then below it will be, like, a 14-year-old boy who is pretending to, like, sexually seduce me. Yes! And I'm like, oh my God. this is not the shit that I want. I hate like, those movies. Don't you feel uncomfortable watching them? I'm like, I I'm like, should I, like, so... turn this off? <laughs> yeah. I hate I really, it. I, and have you seen, I don't know. my favorites are the ones where they're, like, crying, and then the, yeah. yes. and then it's, like, you're supposed to, it's, like, a, a POV, POV, and you're the girl, yeah. and they're, like, babe, I'm pregnant. I'm, like, that kid is, like, 15 years old. 15 uh-huh. years old? I know. You shouldn't be allowed on TikTok unless you're 16 or older. I know. I agree. All yeah. I can think about is, like, our generation having TikTok. This is derailing, but, like, our generation <laughs> having TikTok, like, it wouldn't have been that. I feel like it would have been, like, Tumblr, but, like, TikTok-wise. Yeah. yeah. We just would have been really depressed all the time yeah. and just, like, <laughs> why, just, like, sad music. Like, why does nobody like me? Oh like, like this if you think I'm cute, I yeah. think. Or, like, Stop. Uh, That's so true. POV. I'm, I'm um, smoking a cigarette in my parents' bathroom. <laughs> listening to Alana Del Rey. Yes, singing to Alana Del Rey. Yeah. The yeah, that's what... still on. Oh, my if God. If we were, like, 13 yeah. and making TikToks, yes. Oh, my yes. God. No, I was just going to say, uh, TikToks are one thing. I think that media has a really long way to go mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. it's truly accepting of plus-size bodies. I mean, right now, we're still even just talking about allowing by POC into media, yeah. let alone, like big plus size by poc mm-hmm. let alone like big yeah. plus size white people so i mean i just there's some media that i really 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 enjoy like um i think last summer i finally watched my mad fat diary i think that's what it's called um which was just this like beautiful very sad rendition tv show from the uk that came out a while ago and is basically just about this fat girl who um had a psychotic break because she um had an eating disorder and was being told that like she was too fat and nobody was gonna love her and blah blah blah. and the show picks up after she comes back from the hospital and it's just this like I felt like I was finally seeing a version of myself in media and it's just this beautiful show where she finally learns to love herself and somebody else you know, validates her in the sense of, like, she uh, finds friends, she finds people that love her for who she is and it isn't trying to change her, and she finds somebody who, um, a boyfriend who loves her and, like, all of this stuff, and it was just, like, one of those pieces of media that I saw, but then at the same time I was like, this is great, but it's also off the back of trauma. Like, we're only seeing these stories when they're connected with um, how much trauma a fat person has to go through and we're not just seeing a simplistic story where it's just like a fat love story or a fat horror or anything that is associated with somebody being fat and not having to call attention to it or it's like that only fat people can be together and stuff like that it's like don't get me started with that yeah it's always about like our journey to like either becoming skinny or Mm -hmm. loving ourselves never just like us living like us getting a job us falling in love it's never like that it's always about us being fat because that is, yeah. like, all people see. That's our, our entire existence is being fat. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how that show ins- Insensationable, ins- Insatiable, was Insatiable? with Debbie oh, Ryan. Insatiable? Yeah. 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 Truly, I tried to watch that show. <laughs> I couldn't it's, do it. It's not no. really problematic. It's bad. It's, like, <laughs> it's just, yeah. p- period. If you take out all the problematic stuff, the show's still bad. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, so yeah. on top of that, to make a shitty show... That's problematic. Why? And then it Why? had like multiple seasons, didn't it? And it's it's coming out with mm-hmm. another season, I think. And it's Why? just it's wild. Where, I'd love to know Why? who's who's watched all the seasons. Who's watching that? Debbie show? Ryan. Debbie Ryan herself. Debbie Ryan. Yeah, she's oh, the only viewer. Oh my god. <laughs> Radio yeah. Rebel herself. 
Radio Rebel. I hate it. But it's just, it's, 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 you know, it's another way to show that, like, we are not progressing. Like, shows like this yeah. are still getting made and are still being seen as, like, the most progressive thing to, like, yeah. blow your TV ways with, yeah. you know, fat bodies. Like, so. oh, fuck, we put a, we put a fat person on your TV. <laughs> like, oh my God. But it wasn't even a real fat person. It was a skinny person in a fat, fat suit. suit. Which is just yeah. so fucked up. So fucked up. So fucked up. And I try and think of, like, so many, like, med- pieces of media that actually have good representation in sense of, like, fat people. And I can't. I really can't. You know what else, too, I think about? And Lizzo made a TikTok about this. Whenever there's, like, a plus-size person on TikTok or whatever, people always comment and are like, oh, my God, Lizzo. Like, you yeah. know, you remind me so much of right. Lizzo. Because we only really have one fat icon. And it's, like, <laughs> exactly. Like, yes. Which is, like, exactly. I love Lizzo. Like, absolutely, absolutely no shade to that woman. I love her to death. Yes. Yeah. But I would love to have, not like other Lizzo's, but I just love to have other plus size people. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want more plus size people, more people of color, more people that are part of the LGBTQ plus community, more, you know, mm-hmm. people with disabilities, like yep. in media and in entertainment, because I yep. don't want it, I don't want them to be like, okay, we gave you one fat black person. <laughs> and that's you know, all you get. But have fun. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yep. your icon, and you don't get another one. You do not get oh another my one. God. Not like, I don't own. want that. I don't want. I don't want to see a fat person and immediately think of the one famous fat person I know. Like, right. yeah, I don't exactly. want that. Exactly. I exactly. want what I watch to be a representative, be a representative of the people in my life. Of when I walk down the street, what I see on the street is what I should see yes. in media. Yeah. And that's fucked up. <sighs> and that's it. <laughs> and that's on periodic tables. Still on the topic of media, like every movie with like a fat female lead, they make it so known that's yeah. like mm-hmm. a huge plot point. Their only character point is that they're fat. Fat Amy? They literally oh, called her yeah. Fat Amy. What is that? Hairspray? Like so I get that that's an old musical. Cool. Like everybody's like, haha, fat girl can't get no man. Like I hate it. It's like the public concern about people's health. Like it has it has nothing to do with you. Like it's it's me. It's my body. And I feel it's like the public concern about women's bodies in general they're always like you can't do that like sh- shut up i watched this movie with my mom and she was like oh you're gonna love it like it's so inspirational but fuck it britney runs a marathon <laughs> no i hated no. it i fucking hated sucks. it that movie sucks. it was horrible like the beginning she's all she's so sad and she can't do it she's, yeah, so, she's so unmotivated impressed. and then she's like i'm gonna start exercising and then she loses <laughs> wait i know it's based on a true story so like good for her but like at the same time i don't care i don't care <laughs> The idea that fat people are, like, slobs, lazy, can't do anything, don't have their yeah. life together. It's not like I come home and, like, dip my body in, like, chicken wing grease. Like, that's just <laughs> not, that's not my life. Like, that's literally not. I don't not. come home and fill my bathtub with mayo. Like, it's not. Yeah. I don't. You don't? <laughs> I don't get it. Wait. No, do you? Should you I get the fat person memo that you come home every night and fill your bathtub I thought that's with how mayo. we all got fat, was we laid in mayonnaise. Uh, my that's mom actually birthed me in a bathtub of mayo. Mayonnaise, and, oh and so God. that just set my future. You know how people that's do water really births? My mom did a mayo birth, yeah. and that's why <laughs> I, I am the way that I am. You should check it out. <laughs> it's pretty good. If you want to be a thick oh bitch like God. me, all you have to do all is get birth mayo. Is be born with it. The fact that we grew up on a show like Degrassi, which like I love Degrassi, I love it. But <laughs> Emma, Emma was a whole ass bulimic, and then I was bulimic. Like what? I, who, correlation yeah. probably. Like I don't. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Correlation yeah. found oh. it immediately. Actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another big one that really fucked with me was Friends. Mm. I never watched <gasps> Friends because I had no desire to see four white or five white people fucking it up all day but like yeah 
I've heard, I've seen all of those clips about Fat Rachel. Is that who's fat? I fat think. Monica. Um, yeah. Fat, fat Monica, Monica. Thank you. And just like, mm-hmm. after watching those, I'm just like, how do people continue to watch this show? I know. Like, it's so fucked up. Yeah. presentation that they have. They always talk about Fat Monica, Fat Monica. As if she's like a gremlin. It. Yes. Like, they, she's yeah. literally yes. like she's disgusting. Like, like, as if it's a different person, too. It's literally not a different person. That's what gets me a lot of times is that the, the before and the after. People are like, oh my god, you're like a new woman. You're like a new person. Like, you know, like, no. amazing. And no, I'm not. I'm, I'm the same person. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I try really hard to not talk negatively about myself in like a casual way. I might go to like one of you two and be like, listen, today I literally yeah. woke up and felt disgusting even though yesterday I felt like I was the sexiest person alive yeah. and I'll talk to you two because I know you two have expressed that to me as well and I understand that resonates with all three of us but I try not to just casually talk shit about myself especially when it comes to my appearance there's people in my life who do that and then I'm like oh that contributes like so negatively to yeah. my own journey to self-acceptance and self-love especially if they're smaller than me and they're like they're like mm-hmm. oh i can't eat today like i had so much to eat yesterday and i'm like yeah, yeah. that is so problematic commenting also on like other people's weight gain or weight loss i think is so problematic and be so detrimental because like i know like when i yeah. am getting compliments of like oh my god like you look so good like did you lose weight or something anytime i get complimented on like the way that i look i'm at my my worst mentally it's because i'm literally yep. not eating and i'm only going to the gym because i have so much anxiety and depression i can't do anything else i literally like have too much anxiety to eat and then i'm exercising to get out some of that anxiety because i don't know what else to do yeah uh-huh. And I'm, like, literally too depressed to get off my couch and make myself food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then for people to compliment me is, like, so scary because then I yeah. could definitely get into a habit of, like, okay, no, I should keep doing this. And, like, that's just going to yeah. – if you're not taking care of yourself, it's going to keep feeding into your mental health. Like if you're not taking care of exactly. yourself, you're just going to keep being depressed and you're going to keep having anxiety. Like, you have to get out of bed, drink water, eat food, like, you know, go for a walk, etc. This idea where we casually talk negatively about ourselves and then – same when we say to someone like oh my god like you look so great and we never say you look so great when people gain weight we only say it when they lose yeah. weight instead yeah. of like oh you look so great like it, you're like glowing like you seem really happy yeah. you're like you look so great like i love that new outfit regardless of like how their body has changed mm-hmm. has there been like a time that you guys have been you know disappointed or been surrounded by people and you're like this is actually really toxic because i don't want to f- i don't want to think this way about myself and the fact that you're talking like this is really detrimental to me i love my mom and i love my sister to death and i'm not i'm not disappointed in them by any means but they've been very weight loss focused for a very long time and like they they both do weight watchers they always talk about like how many points are in this or how like this brand of tortillas has less points than this brand and like sometimes it's it's tough to be around and like I'm like I'm very I'm very proud of my sister because she she like gained a bunch of weight in college she lost all of it before she got married like she looks amazing but like it's just not it's not my style like (laughs) and like I don't care if they lose or gain weight like that if it makes them happier then like awesome but like and I know that I know that they're gonna listen to this so don't think I'm mad at you but it's just like and like sometimes if they comment on me and they like continue to talk about Weight Watchers like they just I it's just not it's not fun it's not fun to hear it's not fun to be around like and I like I mean I want to support them in it because I know that they they like care about it but like at the same time it's just like it's not good for me you know because I think it's this idea that like everyone's goal is to be x amount of weight x size 
to look a certain way. And that's just, that can be your goal, but do not push that onto me. That may not be my goal. And I might have different health and wellness goals than you do, but it's just like this internalized, like the smaller, the better. The smaller that we are, the more value we have. Yeah. And that is like what gets pushed on a lot of people because you're like, that's so great you're doing that, but like do not expect the fact that that is mine. That's also how I value myself and how I see myself Mm -hmm. and how I want to live my life. And it's just, they, I think we just all assume like everyone wants to be skinny. And it's just like, that's just not true. Like, I don't think skinny is a compliment. Like if you call me skinny, I'm going to be pissed. Also because you're lying. (laughs) (laughs) Also because you're full of shit. Mostly mostly because you're a liar. But like if I post a picture and like maybe the angle makes me look like a little slimmer than I am and people are like, oh my God, it looks like we're like losing weight or like skinny. I'm like, I will literally rip you to shreds because skinny is not a compliment. I'm going to start calling, I'm going to start commenting fat on people's Instagram. Like it's not, skinny is not a fucking compliment. But, like, at the same time, like, if you, like, somebody comments on, like, a fat girl's picture and they're like, oh, my God, love the confidence. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, my God, oh. you're so brave. Oh. You're so brave. You're so fucking brave. I'm, you're like, so for showing brave. my midriff. I'm, like, for wearing a, a like, bathing suit, I'm... A fat girl that posts a bikini shot is more brave than any United States soldier, and I stand Correct. by that Stronger shit. than Correct. our troops. Stronger, Stronger than, our troops. than our troops. Regardless of what your body life's body looks like you are stronger than our troops because everyone struggles with self-confidence like i was saying regardless so that takes a lot fat girls in bikinis should be the new police force I would call the police every fucking day. I, would, I, I, exactly. like, I don't even have an issue. I just yeah. need to see you. I like, just call and hang out. Come over. Yeah, let's I fucking my love that. Oh, oh my god. god. You know that you know that TikTok sound? It's like a, it's a song by like Poppy or something. It's like girls in bikinis. Yes. <laughs> girls in yeah. bikinis on a roller. I fucking yeah. love that. We should get I like love it. little police outfits, but they should be like pink. <gasps> They should be so fucking, like, cute and tight. And we're all on roller skates and we're, like, solving crime. There's, like, a cat in a a tree and we're, like, we'll get it. Oh, my God. I would 100% watch that show. Me, too. Absolutely. That's what Brooklyn Nine-Nine should be. I agree. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> it's just fat girls in bikinis. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine producers and writers, so I know you're proud. probably listening to this podcast right now, <laughs> and I think that you should put fat women in bikinis and have them on your police force. Yeah. Please. April, do you want to talk maybe a little bit about your experience with that and like Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I agree 100% with what you guys have both said. Even within myself, like, I feel like my presence on social media I try very 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 hard to be to only post things that I feel like are like real and that I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to post to like get likes because I feel like I look beautiful or like because I feel like I look a certain way and then to have somebody you know comment on it and say those things is just it's very degrading and it's very just like you completely miss the point I feel like one of the hardest things for me at least and I think Lexi you kind of mentioned this is friends who are also struggling or aren't struggling are just completely oblivious about what's going on with their bodies and just Mm -hmm. are constantly you know critiquing themselves or comparing themselves to other things and you notice that they're skinnier than you or they're smaller than you and it's just like if you're saying that to yourself then you're also saying that to me Mm -hmm. and it's it's so tough um there have been so many instances that I've come to realize that like 
friends that I had had have just been so hard on themselves and yet they turn around and they say, oh no, you're beautiful or like, this is great and yet I'm much bigger than you. And yeah. I'm internalizing everything that you're saying and I'm, yeah. even though you're saying like, I'm beautiful or like, I look great, I still understand how you view fat people and like how exactly. you view people bigger than you. Yeah, and especially um, like strangers. Like if we didn't know each other, like yeah. what would you think of me? Exactly. You probably oh, wouldn't think I I'm think very about beautiful. That all the yep. time mm-hmm. I, I think about that regularly oh that's such that's such a big thing a big like struggle that I have is that you know how I make friends a lot of times I think about like would this if if like let's say I had met somebody at a party and like somebody else had introduced me right all I can think about is like what if I had just walked up to that person and introduce myself like yeah. would they still be friends with me as a fat person right thing? yeah Would they still be talking to me? Yeah, all the time. And I'm like, that's such a toxic trait, obviously. And it's like such, it's so like, it it breaks me down as a person uh, to just one characteristic of myself. But I definitely, I catch myself doing it so, so often. And that's something too that I think people don't even realize too, where it's like, I know I have such a great personality and people meet me, you know, they gravitate towards that. Like once I open my mouth, but when my mouth is closed, I feel like people have these preconceived notions of who I am and the value that I bring to a space. Yeah. You know, if no one's speaking, who's valued more based just on appearance. And I completely agree. Like my, when my friends that are smaller than me are like, Oh my God, I'm so fat. I'm so ugly. I'm like, first of all, fat is also not an insult. It's not, it doesn't, it's not. Fat is not an insult. It's I don't want not. people looking in the mirror and being like, I'm fat and thinking that's bad. It's, it's not. Bad thing. Yeah. It's not bad. We just think it is because someone fucking told us it is. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, it drives me insane. I'm like, why do you think being fat's bad? Literally because you grew up your entire life with people telling you it's bad. But if you choose exactly. to think, oh, it's not bad. And then I'm like, what do you think of me if I'm bigger than you? Mm-hmm. Like, you might think oh. I'm beautiful, but you still have preconceived notions of what my body says and what that yes. means and the value that adds. It's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. Yep. It's fucked up. I saw a tweet that kind of goes along with that, but it was basically talking about BMIs and how BMIs are all fucked up and, like, how it, it doesn't even really indicate anything and, like, we shouldn't go off of it. And then somebody, con- or, like, tweeted back and was like, actually, the universal standard for women's clothes were actually taken from women who had TB. So that hmm. means that they were overly, super, fucking super kidding sick me? and skinny. And that's Those are not TB is tuberculosis, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that was what was used as the universal standard for women um and that blew my mind like finding out about that like two days ago that's fucking wild so i'm gonna throw up uh, yeah <laughs> right that just made me sick to my stomach like we are literally comparing to... ourselves to people who are sick yeah i can't um okay so next i want to talk about again similar to like media and outside forces some things that challenge this fat girl love and this idea that we should be accepting ourselves and our journey to self-acceptance and we are going to be talking about getting naked so if you're my dad pete white please stop fucking listening yeah. right now i'm going to ask you to uh-huh. turn off the podcast because <laughs> i don't want you to hear this <laughs> i want to talk about shopping because i feel like this is where the ebb and the flow happens yeah shopping yep. has such a hold on my idea of beauty and self-acceptance yes. and self-love because i could be having the most amazing day where i'm like i'm the most beautiful woman on the planet don't don't even fucking look at me because I'm so fucking beautiful. <laughs> and then I go and I try on clothes and I have a fucking yep. meltdown. 
in yeah. how many uh-huh. have you guys like been in a dressing room with your mom and you start screaming and crying because nothing fits and then you and your mom get into like a huge fucking fight like ladybird style like remember in ladybird when she gets in a fight yes. with her mom but that's over the dress color like oh i thought my mom over clothes not fitting over clothes like, yeah like freaking yeah. out and having like a meltdown and like shopping as a plus size woman will either make or break uh, you you will either walk out of there yeah. with forty thousand dollars worth of clothes mm-hmm. uh-huh or you will walk out of there with the self-confidence of zero like it, there is yep. no yeah. in between and so i want to talk about shopping first and like what you guys experiences with that because that really is like that's one of the things that to this day like it does make or break me i fucking hate shopping yep. i hate shopping so much <laughs> I had the exact same experience. I, I mean, still still do. Like, I remember being in California before I came home for coronavirus, and I was on the phone with my mom, and I was in a Target, and it was a mix of everything. It was, like, coronavirus hitting, not being able to go home, but then You're I was You're, like, fired from on. your job. You're, like... Oh, yeah, exactly. I was calling my mom. I was, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But then I was also, you know, trying on clothes in Target, and I was so excited because I had gotten invited to, like, this party... Like, it was, like, a garden party type thing, and I was looking for a dress, and I found this, like, beautiful garden party-esque dress, and I was and I was in this dressing room, I was calling my mom, and I just, it didn't fit, and I started hysterically just, like, sobbing, oh. really loud sobbing, like, over the phone, and my mom didn't know what to do, and, like, the cry. woman, the, like, the attendant, like, knocked on the door, and she was like, are you okay? You're like, not right now. Not right now. Literally. And that has been happening since I was a little kid. Like, I I remember my mom not wanting to take me shopping because she knew that it would just end in me not getting anything and just being so distraught about the experience that, like, she would start, like, ordering clothes online or, like, we would go to places that knew would, like, that we knew would carry, like, sizes that I knew. JC Penny. <laughs> JC The Penny, only store I shopped Kohl's. at from ages 0 to 18. <laughs> Correct. Yes. I did all of um, my back to school shopping at JCPenney. JCPenney, no yes. matter what. My mom was like, we're going to JCPenney, we're and then we're going, going to We're not looking at I'd be like, why can't we Nothing go to else. Abercrombie? Yeah. <laughs> if a store carries clothes that are true to fit, like, I don't want to go to Target and an extra large is too small. I'm like, an extra right. large is, is, per, is the perfect size for me, usually. Yeah. And yeah. so when yeah. I have to wear a 2X or a 3X at Target, I'm pissed. First yeah. of all, because I'm like... What about the people that are 2X, 3X size? 3X, they should, yeah, what do they They wear? should be able to have, have this. I know so many plus size people that are like, I hate thrifting because it's just such an awful experience. Um, but I think that thrifting has definitely opened my eyes to like how I feel comfortable in my body and like what I like to dress myself in. It's definitely not the best experience. Like you're definitely going to go in and have to look like very hard for sizes that fit you. But at the same time, what I found is that it's opened my eyes to like what you said, Lexi, where it's like, you know, at Target, um, an XL would normally fit like a large or a medium person instead of yeah. like and then, I'm, and then I'm sure it makes small and medium and large people feel like am I crazy because like, like right. why yeah. do I need to keep going up in sizes no exactly but I found at thrift stores that some like smalls or like mediums um will fit bigger bodies yeah um, and that has been very interesting to see that kind of like flop and it really does show like how sizes are sized differently depending on where they come from and what company it's from and stuff like that. So and that the time really period that they come from. And the time, oh my god, time period is huge. Um, and so that has been really interesting for me. And then it's also been interesting because, you know, I am bigger, um, especially when I'm looking for, like, pants or jeans or something like that. I end up going to, like, the men's section and um, 
finding different like kinds of things with that has been really interesting in testing like my own like what I like gendered wise yeah like do you like something because it's gendered or do you like it because you like the way it looks on you right exactly so uh at least for me thrift shopping has definitely opened my eyes to different kinds of clothes and has definitely opened my eyes to different ways that I can look um if I really want to try but I also understand a big part of that thrift shopping uh is what Anna touched on is that a lot of normal size smaller size people will go in and take all of the clothes that plus size people are looking for and will fit them and that's incredibly aggravating and I've come into that so many times I feel like I spent my whole life trying to find clothes that like hide my fupa and I'm like I can't like I I, it doesn't matter what like I've fluctuated my weight doesn't matter what size I am my fupa stays the same so like I just decided to embrace her because like whatever and like always finding pants or stuff or skirts that like don't accentuate it it's so hard Uh, why do skirts go like this why do they get smaller at the bottom? I don't... That makes no fucking sense to me. They start like this. They let it go. And I'm like... And by the time it gets... I'm like, I can't even move my legs. It's disgusting. Anyways. Anna, though, what are your thoughts on shopping? I mean, I think that my worst shopping experience... Uh, shopping for a bridesmaid's dress for my sister's wedding. Because I was probably one of the one of the bigger girls in the bridal party. I was the only big girl that was there trying on dresses. Um, and they hardly had any dresses at the store that I could try on. Like, that were my size. And, like, I, ha- I had a, like, full-blown meltdown in the fitting room. And, like, I felt so bad. And, like, the other girls were like, haha, okay, I'm going to take my size four and go try it on. And I'm just, like, crying. I'm like, nobody speak to me. And, like, I felt so bad. Like, the, the like, employees were trying to, like, bring me bigger dresses. And I was oh like, my God. go away. And then they bring you one that's, like, way too big for you. And you're like, there isn't just yeah, anything like, that's, like, How fat do you my- think I am? They, yeah, they're, like, they, either, yeah, they either have, like, a 12. Like, it goes up to a 12. Yeah, yeah, and then the next size is like a twenty-eight, and you're like, there are yeah. people that live in the. And in that's yeah. yeah, there's not that obviously there's nothing wrong with being a twelve or a twenty-eight, but it's like there are people that live in the middle. Oh, also one of my favorite shopping experiences. I went to Destiny, Destiny USA, um, to go to Forever Twenty One because Forever Twenty One they have like a decent plus size section, and when I went, they were downsizing. And when they downsized the store, they got rid of their entire plus size section. Yeah, that happens in LA. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like wandering around. I couldn't find it. And I was like, I went up to an employee and I was like, hey, uh, where's the plus size section? And she was like, oh, we got rid of it when we downsized the store. And I was like, that's fucked up. And she was like, yeah. (laughs) And then she was like, well, like you can still order stuff online. Like you can do online returns. I was like, I came to this mall so I could try clothes on. Yeah. And feel like a normal human being. I'm so sick of buying shit online because it's only in my size online. Exactly. Yeah. I was, I know, I know I'm like such a, I hate to say the word simp, but I'm like a simp for American Eagle. And and I say that because I know it's embarrassing because American Eagle is not like the greatest store on the planet. But like I was saying with the size inclusion, but like that's something that in their stores though, sometimes they do, but it it is kind of wish, it is kind of hit or miss. Like sometimes they're carrying this stuff in the right size and sometimes they're not. And they've gotten better about it. Yeah. Definitely. Like it's definitely getting there. But I will say, like, it is so annoying to go to a store and be like, oh, well, nothing's in my spies. Or, like, I'm like, okay, here's the shirt in a medium. Can you order it for me? You go up to the cash register and you're like, I'm not buying any of this right now, but I want to order it all online. 
Yeah. It's like, and like, it's embarrassing when you have to do that. It's like, you don't have this shit in your store and I'm I'm too fat for anything in your store. So I need you to order it online for me. Like, why would you just have the shit in your store and don't put me in that situation? It's fucked up. There was a really interesting Instagram post that I saw where it was this black woman who designs clothes and is all inclusive, all inclusive size thing. And basically one of her designs ended up on Shein, Shein, Shein. But what had happened was that they had taken her design and didn't credit her and didn't pay her. And so she called them out and she called, she took to Instagram and she was like, followers, I need you to like reach out to them and be like, why aren't you crediting me? Why aren't you paying me? And then, um, it, 24 hours happened and she posted something else and she was like, Hey, so after all this blew up, I noticed a trend of something that was happening where I had asked my followers to call out Shein and they responded by saying, you know, we appreciate you and we really stand with you and what you do and like your designs and everything like that. But Shein is one of the only stores that carries inclusive sizing that we can order from. And so we can't call them out because that's where we them. get the majority of our clothes. And I feel like I had never thought about that before where I was like, but when that happened, I, I felt very similar where I was like, this is fucked up. But at the same time, I order so much from Shein because it does carry my size. No, it's Shein has so much plus size shit. Like I spent hours going through all of their clothing. Like, no, absolutely. And it's, it's tough because I have seen other things where like people, Shein does steal designs from specifically black, specifically by POC creators um, and doesn't credit them. And then on top of that, Shein is fast fashion, which isn't sustainable and it isn't good fashion, but you have to realize like it, there's a lot of intersectionality happening here where it's like, it's bad. And there are all these things, but it's it's a brand that caters to bigger people. And a lot of times people aren't going to have that um, outside of these kinds of brands. So it was just, like, interesting seeing that. One store that I was, like, kind of impressed with. So I don't know if you guys know ThreadUp. It's, like, the thrift store. And you, like, Oh, was, yeah, yeah. So I oh. found out about them when I was, like, a freshman in college. And I felt like they didn't have a great plus size for clothing at all. Like, I felt like I had a really hard time finding clothes that not only were cute, but that also fit. You know what I mean? Because some of their plus size stuff, I was yeah. like, oh, this is ugly. So. <laughs> yeah. I saw an influencer a couple weeks ago posted, and she's plus size, and she was like, I've been shopping on ThreadUp. Like, they have so much size inclusive clothing. And I looked, and they do. And I was like, good for them. <laughs> like, I love that. Oh, my God. Like, I am, I'm all for, like, small business owners. Like, get after it. Do your thing. But if you are going to sell clothing you need to sell clothing in every size and if your yep. wholesaler is it's too expensive to get like if you're get a, if different it's a wholesaler. problem with your whole get a different wholesaler don't open a business if you can't afford to sell plus size clothing i don't want to have to buy earrings up. from you because i because yeah. i can't fit into any of the clothing yeah. that you're offering yeah like exactly. i guess i'll buy a hair tie like yeah. no fuck off that's so privileged too you know you're you're letting fat people know like the people that i want promoting my clothes and the people i want buying from me need to look a certain yeah. way you're basically yeah, doing what abercrombie and fitch did yeah. yeah oh. And also, if all of your models look the exact same, it's like, well, I want to know what that would look like on me. Like, is it going to look exactly. like that, or is yeah. it going to look like something oh. else on me? And all your models yeah. are look just like you. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want that. I have no I don't want no that. part in that. Sorry. I also want to talk about so our naked bodies because there are days that I look in the mirror and I'm like, 
touching my body and I'm like, oh, she's so cute. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, and oh, I'm just standing cute. in the mirror looking at myself because I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. baby, that looks good. And then there's other mm-hmm. times where like I get undressed to get in the shower and I like hop in the shower and like I make sure not to look in the mirror. I'm like, I don't want to see this right now. I'm I'm vulnerable right now and I can't mm-hmm. be looking at myself at the wrong angle. So how do you guys love yourself when like taking nudes, when looking in the mirror before you get in the shower, etc.? It's hard. You know all those TikToks where it's like that song from Hairspray and it's like fat girls with their skinny boyfriends? That's yeah. that's yeah. me. It's a, a huge help that he like, he hypes me up when you're taking nudes. Like you have to get, you gotta get the right angle, you know? Like, yeah, having a man that loves you unconditionally and not, because also I know so many people, their significant other will say shit about their body and I'm like, why i mean Grey's anatomy did a phenomenal episode on this if anyone wants to watch it it's literally about this this girl who's like starving herself because her boyfriend was like i will propose to you once you get down to x weight and she literally starves it's crazy oh that's fucked up Anna and i know people hey. who have been in relationships where men have been like hey you should lose some weight or like you're too big yeah. and then those same mm-hmm. women are the ones you know creating online presences that only show or cater to certain women with very stereotypical you know zero body fat bodies Mm -hmm. um and i don't think that's a coincidence i don't i think a lot of i think a lot of like the people you surround yourself with the relationships that you have you know if someone values you less or more based on the way that you look, I think that isn't an accident. I think it very heavily contributes to then the energy that you put out into the world and the way that you yeah, make other absolutely. people feel based on the way that they do or do not look. So I don't think that's a coincidence, but with nudes, like when I feel like shit about myself is when I need to like get naked and like take a take a picture because then I can look at it and be like no I actually am so beautiful and I'll literally like zoom in on like all the stuff I'm insecure about and I like yell and I'm like you're so fucking beautiful like I'm a psychopath (laughs) if anyone watched me do this they would commit me like to a psych ward because I literally look insane but like when I feel insecure about myself is when and it's so hard and I have to for half an hour I have to like hide myself up but I take off all my clothes and I look in the mirror and I like literally touch my stomach or my thighs or my my grandma calls them bingo wings because when you win bingo you you wag for them um (laughs) And I do that because I'm like, I have to force, I can't just love myself when it's convenient for me. I need to love myself when it's hard. And like, what's so funny to me about nudes is like that I take them and I'm like thinking so hard about it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to edit it. I'm not going to do anything like that. I look so beautiful. And then you send it to a boy and then they send, they text back and they're like, whoa. And they have like the tongue emoji. (laughs) Yeah. And like the Whoa. monocle, they're like, yeah. I'm like, monocle emoji. Like, why do men like sexed with that? Like, mm. dude, don't get me fucking started. I could have sent this man a picture of me in shitty lighting, whatever, and he would have the same reaction. All men react the same. It's a picture of you naked, and they don't give a fuck what it looks like. And I think that too is like, I always think like, men want this exact. No, if men, no. men don't give a shit. Like, I think no, they, no. I think we think they care more than they do because like, yeah, I have sent men all star nudes, and I have sent them the bottom of the barrel nudes and both times they've just been like whoa yeah. <laughs> they're, like, they're like oh Monocle. shit like, i'm so fucking lucky right now like i just gotta fuck yeah up. they just don't give a fuck and i'm like no why do i stress so much over my naked body men are just excited to be there they're just excited i'm making it they're just them. happy to be like, here like they just don't <laughs> like no man has ever at least i mean and i'm lucky in this sense so like no man i've been with or i've been talking to has ever made me feel like I wasn't beautiful or sexy because I was fat. And I'm like, why do I then think that men aren't going to like me because I'm plus size? Like, that's so stupid because every man who you're ever with or, you know, talking with, whatever, when it gets, you know, to the point that you're showing them some of yourself. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> they're at least in my experience, they're always like excited. Like they literally yeah. don't care. And I'm like, why yeah. did I spend thirty minutes taking this fucking nude in good ass lighting with Yes, yeah. Know, I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like and that's just how <laughs> I feel about my like I always feel like I'm a little like humble. It's like I'm always like, it's not it's not the scariest thing in the world like I think it is. I'm like you know, I, I'm like, ew, I'm so ugly. And then I, and five minutes in front of the mirror, I feel fine. Yeah, I was just going to say, I I have such a hard time with my naked body. Like, there are some days where I love everything that I see, but then there are a lot of days that I don't. And I find myself constantly being like, with any person that I'm talking to, constantly being like, you know, are they going to like me when I'm naked? Are they going to be repulsed? Are they going to, you know, whatever else? And yeah. then same with you. Like, when it comes down to it, it's totally fine fine sexing men is so silly and like it's uh, sending nudes is so silly to me because all i can think about is that like you said lexi like i'll take these like beautifully tactful nudes where it's like yeah a little bit of a tease i like throw some plants in there it's just like so <laughs> nice like beautiful lighting better like composure and cinematography than any fucking quentin tarantino film <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And um, same, like same with what you were saying. There's never been a point or a moment where somebody who I've been with, being like, "Oh no, I want out because you're fat." Because like, yeah, I didn't realize you um, had a, a stomach. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, there was. I don't remember what this was from. What book this was from? But it was basically like saying, "I don't understand." why fat women get so stressed out by having sex with their partner um over their body they already knew that you were fat and they already went on the date and they already you know decided to hook up with you knowing that you were fat like you're not going to surprise them yeah you're not <laughs> right have exactly. you seen those like, Ooh, surprise have you seen those that tiktok of that girl and she's like when I'm when he's unbuttoning my high rise jeans and then it's the sign oh. he's like, Am I more than you bargained for yet? And it's just like oh so my funny God. because it's like yeah, I I feel like my clothes are like hiding like I said I'm wearing like a fucking invisibility cloak from Harry Potter. Right. And yeah, then they're right, gonna take yeah. it off and be like, Oh shit, like oh, shit. she has an ass. Uh-oh. Oh my god, she has a stomach hole. <laughs> like that's fucking disgusting. Because yeah. I've been conditioned to believe it's disgusting. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I wish someone had like said this to me before I started like being involved with men. Like, if you're listening and you're, like, scared to take a nude, like, first of all, don't put your face in it, okay? I'm just going to... Rule number one, never put your fucking Correct. face in it. But number two, and, like, you're going to put all this effort to it and you're going to look so fucking beautiful and they're going to be blown away and they're going to probably respond with something that is not arousing to you or it's going to be emojis. And it's going to be... Correct. And you're going to be embarrassed for them. Correct. Yeah. So, like, you don't even worry about it. Like, don't even sweat it. Unless it's to a woman. Sending exactly. Yeah, first of all, okay. maybe You're consider correct. sending them to a woman instead. That's send yeah, it so to your friends. Which Let's do that instead. To our friends. Can we yeah. start a group chat where we just send? Where we just send nudes to each other? I would actually. <gasps> yeah, love and we hype each other so up because I always feel better after sending nudes. You just feel so yeah. powerful. Because- yeah. If you haven't seen yourself naked and you're a fat person, you should. I think for a long time, I was really scared to see myself, myself naked. naked. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, this absolutely. confirms that I'm fat. And yes. like, when I look at myself, like I said, there are some hard parts that I don't like looking at, but you know, ultimately, I am a beautiful person, and being fat is beautiful, and everything that I have on my body is beautiful, and there's gonna be no running away from it. I have to live in this body, and I should learn to love and appreciate it, and see exactly. is a big part of that. And then on top of that, I feel like even if you're not 
sending these pictures to anybody, you should be taking nudes because you should feel beautiful in your body and in what you're doing. And, like, you should find those little parts of yourself that, like, you appreciate and you can look back on and be like, yeah, fuck, I'm hot as shit. And you should look back to your nudes and be like, I want to, I remember feeling this sexy and I can feel that sexy again. Exactly. I look at my nudes all the time. It's just such a confidence boost. It is. I'm like, oh, shit, it that is. me. Oh, what's up? Hey. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hey, boo. Kiss. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and also, I might cut this out, but like masturbating is like such like if you're feeling like shit about yourself, like just masturbate. Like, can we please normalize women talking about masturbation? No, literally. It's, it's so fucked up that for my entire like young adult life, growing going into puberty, like becoming sexually active, I never thought it was okay to masturbate. I thought I was and, like yep. a gremlin. I, I thought I was the yeah, only same. woman on the planet. I remember in health class in middle school, our middle school health class teacher was like, yeah, so guys, you're probably going to masturbate like all the time. Like you're going to jerk off. It'll be great. Women, you'll probably do it maybe like two or three times in your life or something like that. And that's okay. But any more than that is going to be like kind of excessive. And I just like distinctly have that in my brain. So then when I did start masturbating, I was like, oh my God, I'm a disgusting <laughs> sex addict. Oh my God. Like, you were like, I already like... did my three per <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> so Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to I can't do. I start over again. again. Oh my god. I just need a quick reset, please. Two yeah. or three times. But that's crazy. She even talked about it. We would only talk about boys masturbating. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. No, that's why I was like, oh, this has to be true because nobody else is talking about it. Like, of course. So. Yeah. Duh. I'm just a fucking horny monster. I'm just. I'm literally <laughs> just a horny monster. The biggest problem, especially. Well, in any relationship, but especially in heteronormative relationships, especially with young women that are having sex for the first time, is they don't even understand their pleasure levels. They don't understand yeah. how to pleasure themselves. And then when they do have sex for the first time, it's normalized that it's supposed to feel like that and they're not supposed to feel anything. And yeah. that's how they continue to have sex for the rest of their life. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, that's no. It's so bad for you. <laughs> like, yeah. that should not be how you feel every time and then they just don't they don't know the fact that some women just don't know what an orgasm is makes me really sad oh my god yeah it makes me so and sad just, and also listen I if you're a, a depressed bitch you should be masturbating if you need a quick oh, little dopamine you serotonin need... like come on <laughs> you need that quick serotonin boost masturbate girl get out that vibrator just Lit. get up go go <laughs> and this goes hand in hand i think with like food and wellness and exercise and anything in your life like life should be indulgent and life should yes. be pleasurable mm -hmm. and like you deserve that and you deserve to give yourself pleasure yes. yes it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or you're talking to someone whatever like and i think masturbating too is such a good way to like get in tune with yourself and figure out what you want so that way you can have better sex in your life and you can be like actually you know i found out like i don't really enjoy this i enjoy this and also you just are i think it's such a good way to like center yourself and like be in tune with your body and your needs and it's just like there's no there's no wrongs to it like there's no cons yeah yeah there's no cons go out there and do it bitch <laughs> Go out there. <laughs> so I always like to wrap it up because I always want to leave our listeners hopefully better than they found us. <laughs> and so I hope, you know, that regardless of what size you are, but especially if you're, you know, fat, thick, curvy, whatever, you know, plus size term you use, that you feel a little bit better about yourself and you feel yeah. like you're a normal human being and that you're not crazy or ugly or, you know, unwanted because all of that is just internalized based on bullshit people have told us our entire life. So go get mm -hmm. naked. Go look in the mirror. Yep. 
Um, I always like to leave listeners with sources that have helped us kind of navigate this. And I think this is really important, especially for like this episode, because you're always learning. And like we were saying, like there are days that I wake up and I literally feel like I'm the ugliest person alive. And then I have to Uh text you too to be like, why do I feel like the ugliest person alive? (laughs) And it's just a constant journey. Like you're never going to be always satisfied 100%. It's not like you learn to love yourself and then you're just set for life, which we all know. Yeah, exactly. And obviously like the three of us are always available, but I'd say, listen, bitch, go listen to Ashley Graham's podcast. It's called Pretty Big Deal. It always makes me feel good about myself. I follow her on social media. I follow Hunter McGrady on social media. I also follow bad fat black girl on social media and she is to be clear not a body positive page she is an anti-fat phobia page which is Mm -hmm. just like i love that radical and amazing i feel like that spongebob meme where he's like with the rainbow when i go to her page and also she has her venmo out so if you like if you go to her page and you like her stuff fucking venmo her or cash up her or whatever and then i'd say also like and this is something i wish someone had told me when i was younger like listen bitch Stop fucking editing your pictures and stop following people that edit their pictures. I do not want to see any more face yep. tune. I want to see yep. stretch marks. I don't give a fuck what weight you are, what height you are, what size you are. You have stretch marks. You have cellulite. Everyone's fucking got it. I want to see it. And so I yep. say, stop following people that make you feel like shit about yourself. Stop following people who edit the fuck out of their pictures and stop fucking editing your pictures. When I'm feeling like shit about myself, those are the places I go back to. And I also uh-huh. I love looking at old pictures of myself. And I love seeing that they're not edited and looking and saying, I felt so beautiful in that moment. And that is actually what I literally look like in real life. Yep. Unfollow the entire Kardashian family. I unfollowed half of my high school. No, same. I follow this girl on Instagram. Her name is Kenzie Brenna. Yes, um, I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. I love her, love her, love her. She is so fat positive. Um, she posts a lot about mental health. Like, she also struggles with depression. She, like, I'm like, me, me too, me too. Um, the way that she, like, responds to hate comments, incredible. Like, she's like, mm-hmm. cool, did not ask. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have, like, we have similar body types. Like, it's just, it's very, it's good. It's very good. It's good for my brain. It's good for my serotonin. Um, She recently posted a video talking about how um, life isn't waiting for you to lose weight. Magical things won't happen once you lose weight. Like, once you lose 10, 20, 50, however many pounds, like, life is happening now. And and that's it. Um, And then, (laughs) this is going to sound so corny, but... I can't wait. (laughs) BTS (laughs) has been... (laughs) They have been such a huge part of my self-love journey. Like, I I found them during the peak of their Love Yourself era, where they put out they put out three separate albums titled Love Yourself. They had Love Yourself Her, Tear, and Answer. Um, they, they preach self-love. They preach happiness. Like, they are just the tattoo that I got today. They have a song called Zero O'Clock. And it's about how no matter how bad your day was, it's going to reset at midnight and you have another chance to have a good day tomorrow. Like, it's just, it's so good. And they're, they're just such a ray of sunshine and they've gotten me through a lot of shit. So I don't care if you can't understand what they're saying. Listen to them. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. So I also follow a bunch of people on Instagram. I have a separate Instagram outside of my own called Fat Girl Wars One. Yes, which I love. That, <laughs> I don't regularly post on, but I'm trying to post on more. Um, and yeah. it's just me posting outfits that I I love and that because I love coming up with different ways to style things. But I follow a bunch of people on that, and one of the biggest people that I love on that is um Body 
Posse Panda. Um, she's so fucking cool. Basically, she started out by um, just posting videos of her every day in like a bra and underwear dancing and shaking her cellulite. And it's like the most joyful, radical. beautiful, radical I love it. Of, like self-love that you have. And um, she's just, she's incredible. Uh, her account is amazing. Um, another big thing that gets me through is the show Shrill, um, which is A.D. Bryant's show from SNL. And that was one of those shows where I was like, wow, this is incredible. It's not about trauma. It's not about weight loss. It's just about a fat girl loving herself and learning to love herself and learning to be surrounded by other fat people. And just like, it's so, it's so welcoming. And it it was just such a good thing to um, be able to watch. And then my last thing um, was the book Hunger by Roxanne. Yes. Oh my God. (gasps) Shut the fuck up. Oh my God. (laughs) That book fucked me up. Yep. But I love Rox. I love Roxanne Gay for everything she stands for. Um, If you haven't read that book, you should. I guess there should be some trigger warnings within it um, and some content warnings. Like, there is mentions of sexual assault. There's mentions of um, body dysmorphia. And there's mentions of um, eating disorders. So definitely make sure that you're in the right headspace to read it because even though I feel like those aren't triggering to me, I was still very like emotional reading it. And, um, it was very hard to read, but it was, it's an insanely beautiful book. And it's just the way that Roxane Gay talks about her experience and talks about her own struggle toward loving herself as a fat gay black woman was just like, I even think about it now. I just want to like tear up. It's just, it was just so good. Yeah. She's amazing. Amazing. I got to read that book for um, a class because I, I took a bunch of um, I took a bunch of queer studies courses, um, and I got to read that for one of my classes. And it was I'm I would die for Roxanne Gay. Like I oh I would do anything for her. If you don't follow Roxanne Gay on Twitter, you should. She's fucking hilarious. She's she's she like got, you know shit. that point that people get to, and I feel like it only happens after you hit like thirty. Yeah, where you just don't give a single fuck. And that's where she's at in her life, and I, I am so here for it. She doesn't give a fuck who follows her, who doesn't follow her, who reads her shit, who doesn't. She will reply to anyone and just in one tweet, in literally one tweet, will just decimate them, and it's Uh incredible. And she literally is like, I don't care. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being on my podcast. Obviously, I love you both so much, and I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of digress your life. Ava as a fat black woman, and Anna as a fat bisexual woman. Thank and you, Lexi. Talking about stuff that Thank you. seemed like taboo or inappropriate. Oh, and yeah. And I hope if absolutely. you're out there and you, you know, are struggling with your self acceptance and your self love, I really hope that you just like feel better about yourself after listening to this because self-love is such a journey and you know we're only 23 years old but I think we've spent so much time trying to love ourselves and we have so much more to do but I hope this helped you feel better about yourself order takeout take a bath flick the bean take nudes um yep you know just give yourself a smooch in the mirror (laughs) in that fucking order text your best friends your nudes in that order If you ever just want to feel like on top of the world, send a nude to a straight scrawny white boy and they'll just reply back with, wow, that elliptical. Monocle. Monocle emoji. Monocle elliptical. Elliptical. It will will be the worst sexting of your life, but you'll feel fantastic. You'll feel so good after because you'll feel like the most powerful bitch alive. Powerful bitch.
Thank you guys so much. If you have any questions or you want to follow us on social media, I made a, po a podcast Instagram just because Listen Bits <gasps> is getting a little bit bigger for my britches and I didn't want to keep posting on my main page. It's listenbitch.podcast. So follow listenbitch.podcast. Uh, you can reach out to any of us, April and Anna. I'll link their social medias in the description of this episode. And yeah, as always, love you guys. I hope that this is helps you have some radical self-love and we'll see you next time see ya bye, bye.